Australia on the brink of recession. Let's have a look. Hello everyone, I'm Florian Heiser and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. I thought we'd have a look at this article from the ABC, written by David Taylor, Economy to Continue Tittering on the Edge of Recession. Now a lot of people would argue that we already have been in recession. And if you just look at some of the economic figures, when GDP growth was trending down when we last looked at it, wage growth, well, yeah, non-existent. It's just shocking. Recently, building approvals are also heading down and that sector is starting to feel it. It's going through the rest of the economy. So if one has to ask if we're tittering on a recession, many people would say, or feel that we already are, probably because their sectors may actually be in recession. Now, technically, the economy hasn't been in one. We've still managed growth. Recession is two quarters of negative growth. The economy is actually recessing. We have been in a depression, and this is based on the reduced growth of the economy since the GFC. It's been depressed by about 10%. Now, I know most people think a depression is worse than a recession, but it's kind of different terminology. Let's have a look at this article, guys. So, the good news is the Australian economy is just about to notch up another quarter of economic growth, now in its 29th year of its record-breaking expansion. But at what price? At what stimulation? <laughs> the bad news is the growth is just inching along, to the point where one leading economist has described the nation as teetering on the edge of recession. The fear is that if the economy slows further, unemployment will rise, and that could set off a disastrous economic chain reaction that would swing the entire economy into reverse. We can have a look at the job ads that were produced recently. We can see here the data from ANZ that job ads have fallen 1% in October, and they were down 12% on the previous year. So that's a leading indicator of unemployment, I would argue. The last September quarter economic growth, or gross domestic product, figures out today are expected to show Australia remains on the edge. So we'll have to have a look at that later today. The data includes various aspects of the economy, consumption, what we spend at the shops, business investment, government spending, and net exports, exports minus imports. Much of the ingredients to GDP have already been announced. So forecasting the final result is a relatively straightforward exercise. In the three months to the end of September, Australia recorded a seasonally adjusted 7.9 billion current account surplus, according to the Australian Bureau of Statistics. That's good economic news. China's economy continues to expand at a very healthy pace, and so demand for Australia's iron ore and LNG remains strong. Yeah, that's questionable. You have to remember all of the data we receive about China should be taken on a grain of salt. Now let's just jump over here to have a look at the data from Australia, I mean, we've got iron ore, and our largest export partner is China, 35%. So in many ways, we are really a banana or an iron ore republic beholden to China. And if we have a look at our iron ore figures or our iron ore mines, where it's coming from, the state that is going to receive the most impact, the most impact by this, is the state that has most of the iron ore in the country. And I'm just bringing that up now. You can see here, just bring this here. You can see all the mines that we have here in Western Australia. 
go here. I'll turn them all off. Just turn on iron ore. Okay. So hazard a guess. Better carton. Which state do you think would be most affected by a slowdown in iron ore? Which state also has a very high arrears level in their housing sector? And as we saw in a video yesterday, they are pinning a lot of their hopes on population growth, guys. So let's jump back to this article here and we'll see. With a surge in exports, the federal government's coffers also grow. And for the moment, it's spending much of the windfall gain rather than passing it on to people. General government final consumption expenditure increased by 817 million or 0.9% in the quarter and is ex ex expected to contribute 0.2 percentage points to growth in the September quarter. Again, that's good economic news, but that's where the good news ends. But you also need to realize that depending on where the government spending is going, if it's going into apprenticeships to teach people how to flip burgers, that could be why our education is declining. And I did a video on the Australian burger economy, which I released earlier today, that you may want to look at. The rest of the GDP equation points to a very weak economy. The official ABS data shows Australian businesses are not in great shape. The seasonally adjusted estimate for total new capital expenditure fell by 0.2% in the September quarter of 2019. We can also have a look at consumer sentiment. It's going down. Consumer confidence is down. It was up at the election and it's steadily been trending down, up, down, up, down, up, down, depending on the news in some regards. This follows a 0.6% decline in the June quarter. The seasonally adjusted estimate for company gross operating profits also fell 0.8% in the September quarter of 2019. Business investment is really quite weak. EY Chief Economist Joe Masters said, it's been disappointing for some time now. And you have to remember, our Reserve Bank Governor is pinning hopes that in businesses will invest. But what business will invest now with, well, consumer confidence? There's a good indicator right there. There's an indicator of people spending. There's, and I mean, building approvals, they are trending down. And that's a big section of the economy. We've got another portion that's dependent on iron ore and other resources. So if confidence just goes down, guys, this, I'd say I'm pulling up the job ads on one again, because, well, that, that's a good leading indicator of business confidence, more than anything else, more than a survey. I think how many jobs people are putting on and we are coming up to the Christmas period and they're fallen. So interest rates are very low, but we're not just seeing Australian businesses invest. Well, because Australian businesses probably don't have the confidence to invest. I think that is a concern for growth, not just for today, but for the transition our economy has to make for the future. Here's another point to consider. The majority of Australia's wealth is actually held in the housing sector, property. 57% of Australia's wealth is in houses, either in our super funds, direct control or investment properties. Why? Why would you want to invest money in a business, have to deal with the red tape, have to put your house on risk anyway, have to deal with staff, have to deal with sovereign risk, government changing rules, when you can just put in a house and double your money in a couple of years. Because Sydney is always going up. All of the property sectors are apparently always going up. That creates a disincentive for people to risk, risk money in our business sector. And I guarantee you there are lots of viewers here that can agree to that. Let me know in the comments, guys. The nervous consumers with high debt and low wage rises. Well, yeah. 
That transition is partly dependent on the consumer spending more at shops around the country. Despite record low interest rates and tax relief, highly indebted households are anxious about their finances. Adding job insecurity to that, and there's a big reluctancy for consumers to part with their money. Well, yes, job ads are down. Wage growth has stalled. And I remember reading about these other economists that are saying, oh, it doesn't matter, consumer debt doesn't matter. I don't know where they're coming from. Do these economists not study psychology? Do they not study marketing? Do they not realize how people think? This type of stuff is going to affect your day-to-day purchases if you're going to run to the shop and spend money on, on rubbish or if you're going to save a bit or if you're going to put more away. Maybe that's just to do with the education. I think it could be. The Australian, sorry, National Australia Bank's chief economist, Alan Oster, said it worries him. You need to get more income into the consumer, he said. At present, what you've got is a consumer that's scared and only spending on things they have to. You've got to slow down in the construction industry and business for whatever reason, basically not investing. It shows he doesn't know why they're not investing. Why would they invest when, well, there's disincentives to invest, there's higher risk to invest, and there's potentially no consumers there to spend money. And I really don't think they're going to invest anytime soon. So I see this pattern continuing for a while. Unemployment fears lurking. Supporting Mr. Oster's gloomy forecast for consumer spending and economic activity is data from the ANZ on job advertisement. Job ads fell 1.7% in November over the year. They're down 12.6%. The latest ABS job vacancy report for August shows a decline in vacancies down 1.3%. Analysis by the Center for Future Work shows that if the drop off in job ads continues into next year, Australia's unemployment rate could climb above 6%. And you have to remember, this is based on the ABS methodology of calculating unemployment. The Roy Morgan methodology is different. I tend to prefer the Roy Morgan approach, but it's essentially double ABSs. And that's not even counting people who are underemployed. Research by National Australia Bank also points, points to rising unemployment. The reason rising unemployment worries economists so much is that people without jobs find paying their mortgage extremely difficult and tend to spend less. And we are seeing that here in the growth in arrears. Look at Western Australia, guys. 0.5 up to one, above 1.5%. That's people, the red are people who are over 100 and, what is it, 150 days past you in their mortgage. Just dwell on that. So if we're having people here, you know, there's this Boom, apparently in real estate, people are jumping in. What if they lose their jobs? What if the dollar crashes? What if the dollar crashes and the RBA needs to lift the dollar? Because remember, remember guys, if we jump over here, let's have a look. Here's another thing to consider with regards to this. Look at everything that Australia is importing. Now, if the dollar goes down in value, sure, it'll make all these things seem more attractive, all one-off resources that we can export and never get back. But all of these things, you know, even refined petroleum will affect our cost of living. Just think about that. There's less demand for what we've got going on here. Then if they drive up the cash rate, what's going to happen to the arrears rate? So this, this puts huge pressure on the property market and on one of the sectors of the economy consumption that generally needs to keep growing to prevent Australia from slipping into recession. The Center for Futures Works, Jim Stanford, describes the economy as teetering on the edge of recession. Mr. Oster doesn't go that far, but he does concede that most of the economy is receding. There you go. 
So the majority of the economy is in recession. 80% of the economy, sorry, 80% of the economy, which you and I live in, is going backwards, he said. So the majority of the economy is in recession, he's called it. And, I mean, that's the thing. We're only officially in a recession if the whole economy goes backwards. So we could be being propped up by exports from other sectors, but it may take months for that money to filter through to you and the economy to see consumer spending before then people have laid on their mortgage, they've had to shut businesses down. What he means by that is areas like consumer spending and retail building and construction and household incomes, the areas of the economy directly touching most people are either going backwards or are growing very weakly. With economic growth, it's generally accepted comes rising standards of living. So the stronger the economic growth, the better off we should all be. The consensus among economists is that GDP will come in later today at 0.5% in the September quarter, taking the annual pace of growth to roughly 1.7%. With population growth running at 1.6% per annum, the average individual is essentially treading water. Well, there you go, guys. What do you think? shows you i think here the fact that he's you know he's admitted 80 percent of the economy is going backwards this is why most people feel like we're in recession you know like i said i mean look at building dwelling approvals housing approvals it's going down people are feeling it in this game this is the one i'm closest to in my industry let me know what you think guys do you think australia is heading into a recession do you do you feel like you already are if you enjoy my content, guys, and want to help me produce more, I have a Patreon where you can make a donation. I have Amazon and eBay affiliate links where we receive a commission when you make a purchase. We sell handcrafted Australian-made merch on the ISA Says blog. And we also have PayPal and Ethereum if you want to make a donation. Thank you all very much for your help and support. And I will talk to you all again later today. Take care.